As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Pressure again. Steps in, just throws it deep as far as his arm can take him. Looking for Hilton. Oh, he caught it. A bomb on third and 30. Christmas in Dallas. Sanders in trouble. Lost the football. It is loose. And it's still loose. Dallas says they have it. Merry Christmas. It was at Cowboys Stadium, at Jerry World, at AT&T Stadium. John Mashoda was taking time out of his Christmas Eve to bring us a live report from AT&T Stadium. He's standing by. Saad Youssef is out there, too. He might pop in here as well. But what a game from the Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, beating those Philadelphia Eagles. Man, it feels good to go into the holiday with that win. And we're here on About Them Cowboys to react to it all. So welcome in. I'm Kent Producing, joined by Saad and John, as I mentioned, from The Athletic, and hosting from the Freak 97.1 FM on your radio dial. So make sure you tune in to his morning show, The Speakeasy in the New Year. It's Kevin KT Turner. KT, I will say, looks like Gardner Minshew gave the Cowboys some early Christmas presents Get it because of the turnovers? Yeah, man. How about that ride in, right? We're uh, having a little fun. Really a great, fun game to watch. And you just can't help be taken aback by the fact that this game should have meant way, way more if you would have you know, found a way to win last week in overtime, in which you lost 40 to 34. But you get this win 40 to 34, and I think those are some good vibes, and that's great. But it does feel like there's an element to this thing of the Eagles kind of handed it to you. And when Gardner Minshew carves you up for 355 yards, you do have your issues with that. But 
you never complain about a victory in this league, John. And I would like to know how you feel as you are live at AT&T Stadium, the home of AT&T. Oh, no, I'm going to complain. No, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, the way they came out with the win, the way they fought back, the way they were able to get the takeaways on defense, that's all huge, especially coming off of how they've been playing recently. There's stuff to build off with that. You see the way the defense plays, and you're like, is this defense going to be good enough to you know, play like this and, and get wins like this uh, against really good teams? I don't know. You know, like it, it that that's it, that's the issue I come out with here is just is this going to be enough to win in the playoffs if you can't even get teams to force punts? You know, that's the issue I see with all this, you know. So I don't know if you guys saw it that way, but it is a win and you are going to take that. You, you should be happy with that. But it, it is a little bit of one of those where you're like, do you really get too cocky off of this? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I said, too. You know, when when before before Dallas had that final drive. I said whether it's a whether they win or lose, the defense is definitely a concern. And I think, you know, whether it was Gardner Minshew, Jalen Hurts, whatever, there's two straight weeks where you've given up more than 30, 34 more points. And I think for sure that's definitely something to be concerned about. But, you know, I, Jerry Jones after the game, you know, I asked Jerry about, you know, if there is any concern about the defense. And he just pointed straight to Philadelphia and said, you know, he's giving them credit, which I understand, like, that's a really good supporting cast. That's a really good offensive line for sure. But the way the defense played, and, and the biggest thing for me with the Cowboys' defense is reinforcements are not on the way. This is basically what you have. Like, I understand Leighton Vander Esch will come back, but other than that, and Sam Williams, I guess, but, like, you know, other than that, you don't really have, you know, those corners. And, by the way, your number one corner, we kept talking about the number two corner. Your number one corner got beat twice. So I think that's, that, that's also something to think about. I'm also very interested to see how this team looks with Gardner Minshew playing another team because I mean Jalen Hurts has had this amazing season and he's obviously one of the front runners for MVP but there's also a part of you where like well maybe a lot of quarterbacks would look better than maybe what they really are in this offense with this offensive line with these receiving weapons uh with what they have on defense so I would like to see Gardner Minshew with this team uh play another game I don't know if that's going to happen or not I could see Jalen Hurts being back for that next game because they don't want to mess around and, and and potentially lose their next two or three games and then they don't win the division what a collapse that would be um but but the, the offense had just so many weapons and with a good offensive line like that you know I, I don't know I mean I think Gardner Minshew is one of the top you know I don't know I think he's good enough to start on other teams in the league let's put it to you that way so I, I I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't judge it as harshly as maybe after the podcast uh we did after they they lost or they beat the Texans and you've seen uh, just kind of the way they played against those quarterbacks. And, and Jerry's talking about how those quarterbacks look like Brett Favre. You're like, eh, I don't know if I'd go that far, Jerry. Like, I, I do think Gardner Minshew is pretty solid. Yeah, no, I would agree. With you. you know, one thing is I, I kept kind of, you look at Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are two really good wide receivers, right? Dallas Goddard back for them, a pretty big boost. And look, in the NFC, you know, I think anyone can go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Uh, which is part of the reason maybe the Eagles have been so aggressive, and maybe that's why the Cowboys are courting people like T.Y. Hilton coming through huge on third and 30. Uh, but it did, like, if you wanted to, like, project ahead, you'd go, well, any team that's got two really good wide receivers, we might struggle with right now because of you know, what our secondary kind of looks like at times. But it's not like they were, like, you know, the, the Eagles didn't have huge rushing numbers, but there were some of the same problems, holding the edge and things like that where some runs were breaking outside. Oh, we lost. We we lost him, KT. John, any reaction to that? 
this is going this is going well um everybody's at like christmas eve tonight everyone's in their cars uh knocking out a post game for us so I mean, Appreciate I'm in the normal it. spot that I usually am, and I don't know why, but I'm Yeah, I you having, and I, yeah, we have no lives. We're, yeah, we're good. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> I was, I was having issues with my phone down at the DAC press conference and, uh, in the locker room, and I normally never do. So oh, I don't know it. if it's the stadium got or whatever, it. but, uh, I don't know where KT was going at his point, but I just wanted to add in real quick with the way that DAC started with that interception early. Yeah. I mean, that had to, there had to be people, a lot of Cowboys fans out there throwing things at their TV, um, saying some very unkind things about number four. That just was a bad way to start this game off of how really these last two or three games have gone. And so for him to come back from that, there's just two plays in this game that will always stand out to me, especially if this season you know goes in a, in a good direction in the playoffs. And it'll be, as Saad mentioned, that T.Y. Hilton catch on, uh, for 52 yards on third and 30, and it'll be Dak fighting off um, that sack and, and getting the ball out to Michael Gallup for that first down throw. I think it was on a yeah. third and five. Uh, that play looked like it was over. And, you know, it's funny because that's kind of the good and the bad about Dak Prescott. He rarely throws exactly. the ball away. He always keeps fighting. So you'll get those plays like that, but you also get somewhere like that play. How easily could someone have come by and knocked the ball out of his hand while he's fighting instead of just going down because he's trying to make up for an interception he had earlier? I just thought those those two plays particularly, obviously you can point to the takeaways they had on defense, but those two plays on offense today, those are the ones that I'm like, yeah, mark those down because if – they somehow get hot at the right time. Those are going to be two plays we look back on. You know, I, what I immediately thought about it during that spin move, John, was Dak's lower body is so huge. Like, if that's any other quarterback, he's going down. But his, like, hips down and his legs are so huge. He's like Saquon Barkley from the waist down. So he his balance from the lower body is pretty ridiculous. So uh, that's like... That's why you want a quarterback like Dak that's like big, bulky, can take hits, can make runs, can make moves like that. I don't know if Cooper Rush gets out of that. Yeah, and and honestly, like when you look at uh, when you look at, I guess you know, it, it reminds me a little bit of Ben Roethlisberger. You know, like Ben Roethlisberger mm. would just stick in the pocket and he could pump fake and and things like that. And I and I think that reminds me a little bit of it. But you know, John actually, we were sitting next to each other in the press box, and John made a really good point where it's like. Those are also the kind of plays that give Dak the confidence to then, you know, throw a ball that he probably shouldn't throw. And I think that that kind of uh, it, there, there's a good and bad to it. But overall, you know, the way that he played the rest of the first half in particular after that pick six was just lights out. And I mean, you can't, you know, you take both. You take the good with the bad. And but he, but he, mm-hmm. look, one thing, I'll, last thing I'll say on that is he stepped up to the podium and the thing he said was, let's start with the interception. He does, he, he understands, he takes the accountability, but at some point it has to go beyond the words and he has to cut back on those interceptions. I maintain that they, they'll be fine with one turnover per game. It's past that, that's when I don't know if they'll be able to come back from. I think they can live mm-hmm. playing aggressive style. You have one, one turnover. You know, Preferably you don't want it late in the game where it could potentially lose a game, a pick six, something like that in overtime. Um, but I really felt like if he was going to respond to that interception because it was so early in the game that they would have been fine. And, and I mean, he was great after it. I mean, he, he played really well. I think the only thing you'd be critical of him after that was the play right before the two minute warning where he ran out of bounds. And he said after the game, that's because he thought that the clock was going to go to two minutes. And so that it was going to stop anyway at, at that play. That's the reason he went out as opposed to, you know, trying to slide and stay in bounds and keep the clock running. If they lose this game, if the Eagles come back and score a touchdown on that, on that last drive, 
I think that that would be a that would be a play that maybe people would be being pretty critical of him about. But other than that, I thought he was pretty good. I mean, uh, that the ball to to, to to T. Y. Hilton. I mean, it was a great catch by T. Y. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, Dak put that thing right on the money. I, uh, the rollout um, that he threw to Michael Gallup for the touchdown, I thought was an outstanding play, outstanding throw. Um, I thought he was just really good after the interception. And it's it's funny because this whole game you kind of battle with oh it's the Eagles and they only have one loss but they're playing without Jalen Hurts so how do you assess this thing but at the end of the day it's still the Philadelphia Eagles like it's still a team that only had one loss you handed them only their second loss like I just think that there should be appreciation for it because of the fact of look at a team like San Francisco they've lost their starter they've lost their backup quarter they're on their third quarterback they keep winning Nobody is sitting there apologizing for if they beat the 49ers, regardless if Brock Purdy's the quarterback or anybody else. Getting this win, it, it, was, it wasn't a pretty win, but, but you take it and, it, and it should be a confidence booster because let's be honest, that's, that's arguably the best team in the NFL. So if they have a guy that's out, you got, I mean, all you can do is play against a team that's out there. Um, so, and also, here's the other part like watching that game, it also made me think of speaking of Jalen Hurts, is like just how much, like, Philadelphia has been pretty pretty healthy all season and then you look at this game and it was just like i don't know it just seemed like every 10 15 minutes there was a player down for philly aj brown was down a couple times um uh, uh they lost uh, maddox in the game uh who else did they lose uh lane johnson lane johnson they lost uh jordan davis like and whereas the cowboys only thing i really noticed was zach martin was favoring his right leg a little bit uh late in the game but when the trainers tried to talk to him he brushed them off like he didn't even want to hear about it and then after the game, after Jerry was in the locker room, he said that they got a good good report on everybody and that there were no injuries to report. So that was huge for a team that's been bit pretty hard by the injury bug. So, um, yeah, sorry. Go on, Katie. Well, no, no, you're in great shape here, and, and you can see how this thing plays out. It's a little unfortunate, I think, that you play on Thursday night, but that's what the schedule gives you. But a short week, I think, is not great. But you could have a situation where you have 10 days and you don't have to play in week 18. And by the way, this Tampa Bay thing that we're talking about as the four seed, that's definitely in jeopardy as the Panthers and the uh, Saints go get a win today, and they're six and nine. So there's a lot of things that can play out. Nice. But one thing that win does do is put you back in a situation of, I got to play now, you know, on Thursday night. Not that that was ever in jeopardy, but like you are actually playing for something uh, possibly and to see if, you know, potentially the Eagles could lose twice uh, and you would win the division. It's very unlikely. So there's a lot of a lot of cards on the table, but one thing I, I keep thinking about is every time I see Micah Parsons, really even after the first drive today, where the Eagles kind of had a big long drive, and Micah Parsons is gasping for air. You know, Micah does look beaten up, and we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. It'd be really great if you could get a week off in week eight, have that game not mean a single thing, because this team does look a little ragged at, at some points, right? Oh, KT, on that on that last, I would just real quick side. On that last series, I, I turned to Saad, like right before they called that timeout, and I go, man, you can tell Micah's completely gassed right now. And he started motioning like, hey, call timeout, call timeout. You can tell the Cowboys coaching staff was a little hesitant, but then it's at the point where it's like, we got to have our best pass rusher uh, get, you know, at least get some win back here. And, and as soon as they called that timeout, he went right down to a knee. Like even throughout the timeout, he was sitting there, even when he got Gatorade, he was sitting there uh, like crouched down. You could tell he was completely gassed. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. If they don't lock it up, uh, or, if, or, or I'm sorry, if the Eagles do lock up the division, you have, don't play Micah Parsons that last game. If you have no way of improving your standings, I, I completely agree with you, Sidham. The one thing I will say, though, 
is that if they were, did have a chance to win the division, man, wouldn't they love to play play to get that one seed and play here? Because I understand they lost last year in the wild card round ATT Sam, but to be eight and one this year at home, let's not just act like that's just a given with the Cowboys. Like they just own their you know home field. Like they've been very good at home this year. Yeah, and I mean KT to piggyback off your point. Even like you know, we always take video and watch the players walk to the locker room. Micah Parsons was absolutely gassed when he was walking in. I mean, he was he was sad. He helped him get to the locker room. He, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> he he looked so tired. I mean, Dak always comes through running and everything. Micah was just so tired when he walked in. So I, you know, I agree. I think he's a guy that needs to get some rest and. We'll see. I mean, I you know, there's a good chance that Philadelphia does lock things up next week, and if they do, then you kind of get that one week by, anyways. Yeah, no, it's and it's you know again you got to it's got to play out. That's why I kind of wish they were able to play on Sunday, but Thursday night in Tennessee, uh, get Derrick Henry. So if you're if you're tired and you're gassed and you need a break, here's Derrick Henry for you. Oh, and tackle Malik Willis sub too. <laughs> so another week of heavy lifting uh, for Micah. Uh, hey, KT, I, KT, real quick, how concerned are you about one sack in three games? I mean, I, I do think there's a part of me that believes a sack is a quarterback stat, but there's also a part of me that says sometimes those sacks speak for themselves, right? So I don't know that I'm concerned. I think it's more the body language. I mean, even after the first – look, in October, you weren't seeing Micah Parsons gassed after the first drive, and you're seeing that now. And I think that's that's the type of thing that's kind of – uh, jumping out at me a little bit and and you know the, the Eagles offensive line you said really good you know they, they were able to protect Gardner Minshew pretty well today um hey thing- real quick though one thing on that though I just want to uh mention that you know he was sick this week you know he didn't practice earlier in the week Micah uh he was dealing with an illness to where they didn't even have him at the facility so there this could have been some residuals from that as well oh no thanks for pointing that out because that's dude I mean, we all know, like, you're never one, like, when you're sick, it's tough to do anything. So the fact that he was out there is great. Um, let me go to one play here that I think is very important in this game. It's 27 17 because the Cowboys got the ball out of the half and had a bad drive. And you're like, dang it. So you're 20 17. And then the Eagles go score and it's 27 17. And I just think there was a play and it's fourth and one at your own 35. And Mike McCarthy goes full balls out. Yeah. And nice man, yeah. I got to tell you, it ends up being a 22 yard uh, gain for Zeke. Zeke's uh, kind of explosive play of the day. And man, to me, that is a turning point play if I've ever seen oh, one. Man, because- I would have been so pissed if they <laughs> had not gotten that and, and they had gone for it. I, I get the aggression, but I don't know if it was that kind of game. What did you feel about it, Todd? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And and there was a there's a couple of points in the game where, you know, you think of whatever the result of this play is gonna be is how you're gonna kind of react to it. Um and you know, fourth and they went for fourth and eight at the beginning and you know, TY Hilton drew the illegal contact. Uh, but that fourth and one that KT pointed to is you're absolutely right. Um it's just funny. I think I think when you're analyzing those kind of plays, you have to keep it straight throughout. Like, was it a good decision or a bad decision to go for it, whether he makes it or not? Um and, you know, like, I don't hate it at that time. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it could have gone either way. But there are just some plays like that. Like, I was telling John, when the Eagles kicked that field goal and the Cowboys were off sides, like, Jake Elliott made the field goal. So, you know, it didn't matter that the Cowboys were offside. But if he misses that field goal and they get another chance at it, now all of a sudden you're looking back and thinking, like, that was, the, that was a terrible play. And, and 
right now we don't even remember it. So that fourth and one kind of falls in that same category for me where it's like if you make it, you know, it, it's great. But if you don't, then you're thinking about it. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. At this point in the game, KT, uh, when the Cowboys came back and I think Gardner turned it over mm-hmm. and they went, went kick, kicked a field goal, a 44-yarder from Maher. Just how nice it feels to just be like, oh, 44 yards, okay, we'll just take the three, you know, yeah, and live to see another day. And and for that not to be an issue, for him not to miss that, because that puts him in a really bad spot. He kept them in this game uh, kind of late there. K- KT- just his leg, the ability for them to kick it whenever on the field. KT expected that when they when they signed Garibay, so it just it, he was already ready for this. It just it was a different case. <laughs> wow, what a year it's been! <laughs> I remember Garibay. Um, I, let, let's talk about this though, because I, I had fun with this one, and I I will tell you, I still think it was the wrong decision because we don't do. I'm not going to do a results based uh, thing here. I'm going for the kill at 37-34, fourth and goal at the four yard line. No, no chance. No chance. I was Am about I to be one? super pissed no if way. they did that no too way. and missed it. And then you give them all, all they had to do with Gardner Minshew is kick a field goal to tie it. Are you kidding me? Throw it once to AJ Brown and once to Devonte Smith. That's all they would need did to do. Did you see how quickly they drove down anyways? They were, they would have gotten field goal range. I see the go for the kill, but I don't think the risk is worth the I, reward. I like there. the aggressiveness, Maybe. but I, I think that they went with the right call. Uh, yeah. Having them that you're talking about in the play where, Dak came out there and got under center. That went into the gun, and mm-hmm. for a second there, it looked like you were like, "Are they really going to run this?" But uh, no, I think they did the right thing there. Um, but I do like your aggressiveness. No hindsight, of course, will tell us that they did the right thing. But for me, I was just going, "Man, I just kind of could see this thing ending forty-one to 40. Um, uh, all right, all right, all right. I'll give you this: if Hertz is the quarterback. I, I agree with you a little bit because, especially with the way that defense was playing, you're, you yeah. just would have the feeling that okay, they're gonna get they're gonna get a good chance at, at two or three shots, at, you know, at the end zone from probably within the twenty. Um, but with with Minshew and just the the turnovers that they had had, I just felt like them needing a touchdown. There was a decent chance you could pin your ears back and maybe mm-hmm. maybe get him to throw another interception. You know. Mm-hmm. CD Lamb is a monster. All right. I mean, we were we're full on. Everyone understands this, right? I, I don't think there's any more debate. Legit number one wide receiver in this league, whatever that means. But I mean, you're going to look at the end of the year in all the categories. He's going to be top twenty in every wide receiver category, top ten in a lot of them as well. And I think uh, I, st- I keep going back to that Monday night game in New York, the day he had the big drop, and then he took over the second half, but. Boy, it sure is nice to have that that you can count on each and every week because they are 
definitely needing that explosiveness uh, on the field, especially when Tony Pollard didn't really run the ball very well today. Hey, not to take this down to negative sound, but uh, the idea that you're going to have to pay him number one wide receiver money, Trayvon Diggs number one corner money, and Micah the highest paid defensive player in the game, that, that's, that's going to be an interesting time when all that happens. Well, John, YouTube TV just got Sunday tickets, yeah. so, you know, sour oh. cap's going up. Good point, good point. Okay, so, sir. Saad, you got to bounce <laughs> out here real quick to do go do, you know, better things than this, obviously. Saad, <laughs> uh, where are you? Closing thought for Saad. Well, first of all, I'm at, I'm at a friend's house right right, right by the stadium. So Okay, uh, I was like, damn, that was quick. No, just right by the stadium. My, uh, for me, my closing thoughts are, you know, one, I'm kind of concerned about the defense. I do think, you know, I, like – on the first drive, they came up big in the red zone with the three run stuffs, and I think that's great. But the run defense is still kind of concerning to me. But other than that, like you know, I, I think the offense is in a pretty good spot. The D- Dak just needs to cut down on the turnovers uh, the, on that interception. And I think he's fine. Uh, the T.Y. Hilton uh, acquisition is kind of exactly what you thought it would be. He's taking the top off the defense, creating a little bit more. I liked what it what it created for Gallup and and uh, C.D. CD even said after the game, we were, we were talking to him after the game, and he said, you know, they were doubling him a lot in the second half. So I think overall the defense still is a little concerning, but I think, you know, over they're in a fine place. They just need to patch up some things. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And Saad, thank you for your time, buddy. We'll see you uh, a little bit later in the Saad week. Yusuf, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate um, it, man. I, I agree with what Saad's saying. It's like patch it up some things. Um, I, one thing I keep coming back to is, like, attention to detail. Um can we no longer blame Jerry Jones for the Sunfield and say just like out of a timeout, why would we call a third down play into the sun part of the field? What are they doing? What was that about? Yeah. I thought that was nuts. But you know, like is it too late to get curtains for Christmas for the Cowboys? He won't put them up. He won't too late to it. make another wish. He won't put them, he has them, he won't put them up. They're in there. They're in the storage at the freaking stadium. He's stubborn, and he's that's that's not going to change. But you know, it's like <laughs> at some point that's on you. Like that was that was out of a timeout. You hey, know? I hate to bring this up, but on the DAC pick six, did you see uh, Tyler Smith running? He's no Larry Allen when it comes to chasing guys down. He was. I was like, I thought this guy was was quick. He he did. He wasn't. Wasn't too fast. Maybe he was running against the defensive end, but you know, <laughs> he's had some like uh, some Lyle Collins style early early career Lyle Collins type. Yeah, moments. he's had some nice pancake blocks and some nice moments, but like he looked really slow trying to trying to chase him down. I don't know if he was you know, giving it his all or what. But well, Dak wasn't exactly catching up with Josh Sweat either. And on that interception, I mean, look, I, there is no excuse for that interception. But there's a couple things there. Josh Sweat's in his face, and Josh Sweat is a huge man. And I think Dak might have underestimated the athleticism of Josh Sweat mm. right there because for whatever reason, Dak didn't put any air underneath that thing. And if he would have, he's got a wide open Dalton Schultz. But, you know, I was thinking about that. I bet you don't practice that throw a ton in practice. The rolling out to your left, huge guy in your face, and then loft it. Yeah, like uh, the touch pass, you know, you don't do a lot of that. And, you know, look, it can't happen. And thank God that turned it around after that interception and had a heck of a day. In fact, I saw I think it was Shill uh, here from The Athletic tweeted out Dak 24 of 24 against zone coverage. 
And that's a good sign if we're talking about some of the things we were complaining about this time last year with the offense. Um, so I think there's there. And I thought Kellen, I, I know Kellen gets slung to the mud sometimes by the fan base. But man, when Avante Maddox went out, Kellen smelt blood and they were going after um, uh, Josiah, uh, uh, what's his last name? Josiah Smart. Oh, don't forget. Josiah Smith. They were going after him. So um, I you get a little credit for that as well. The offense is not the problem. And to an extent, the defense is not the problem. It's another just kind of like wholesale conglomerate thing. How does this team play its best football at all times? And, you know, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's weirdly reminiscent of some parts of last season, but it feels like an improved version of last season at times, but maybe a little less explosive offensively in terms of like playmakers. But, you know, I, I, I look at the NFC and I just go, this team's got as good a chance as anybody. Although I do think San Francisco, that's weird because I don't, I think that Brock Purdy thing craters at some point. But, you know, I, I think it's the Eagles with Jalen Hurts and then it's, the Cowboys and then the 49ers. There's one team I don't want to play. I think it's the 49ers, but what about the Vikings? The Vikings do not terrify me at all. Okay. I, I want the Vikings and get them twice. Yeah. I, I think we can get the Vikings. I know John probably disagrees with me on that, but okay. I don't, I don't know. I just seen the secondary cover receivers lately and letting yeah. Justin Jefferson loose on this secondary right now. That kind of <laughs> terrifies Fair. me after today, but I don't know. And, and, and the, the uh, Vikings have done a good job of using Hawkinson lately and things like yeah. that. I mean, there's some things about the Vikings. They're also a team who was down 33 nothing to the Colts last week. But we're two weeks removed from the Cowboys farting around with the Texans. So mm-hmm. the NFL is wild, man. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know. Like, you got to like a takeaway. It's, it's really hard to start power ranking things. Bills and Chiefs, really good. Uh, Eagles, pretty good. Cowboys can play with the Eagles, I think, you know, so. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're right there. It's just, can it all come together and go on a run and what would amount to three straight road games? Do you think Dallas played well enough today to win KT if Jalen Hurts had played? I, you know, I, I do. It's like, does the Jalen Hurts, does Jalen Hurts play? Does Jalen Hurts with, turn it over? Come with that turnover. I mean, that turnover yeah. with two minutes left is just, you know, brutal. But I don't know that it was a, I mean, I, I could, I could imagine a world where, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown have the same lines, right? So yeah, I don't know. It's 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 very interesting. It's very interesting. And I, I wish I had like some hard feeling like we're better. Uh you know, I, I don't I think I don't it's know pretty I similar, but I think I think Philly you know might tie it, send it to overtime kind of a thing at the end if they have Jalen Hurts, but I think Dallas probably still wins the game just because Dak did put the team on his back. And you saw him on the sideline there, KT, after that interception. Yeah. He was like, I got this. It's cool. It's cool. It's me. I'm I'm good. You know, like you could tell after that he was, he was about to go out there and make up for that interception. And he certainly did. I'll never forget that. I mean, that was something that I think we had talked about these interceptions so much and then happens. And then like his face, like uh, that's something I'll, I'll remember. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, maybe you don't want to play the, the Lions in the playoffs. <laughs> oh no, no! I think it, I think they'd be fine playing the Lions. Um, I, my big my big thing I was going to say <laughs> off this game is that do I think they would have? I think the Eagles would have won with Jalen Hurts. Yes, but 
I would put right now the Eagles is the best team in the NFC, and I would put San Francisco second. I would put the Cowboys third, and then I guess I would probably put the Vikings fourth. And I'm just going to say that I I really think strongly that that Eagles team, even with Gardner Minshew, is not getting blown out by the Vikings or the 49ers either. So for anybody that thinks yeah. like, oh, this is their backup quarterback, oh, they should have just blown them out. I don't think the – I do think the 49ers beat this Eagle team with Gardner Minshew. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm torn on Minnesota. That would be more of a coin flip for me. Uh, and I think that the Eagles beat all of those teams with Jalen Hurts. But to just sit there and say, oh, they were playing with their backup quarterback, like Gardner Minshew is pretty good. So – I don't. I, I just think that the Cowboys' defense still has some holes in it. They do not look like the defense we saw at the beginning of the year. The fact that they only have one sack in three games is concerning to me. Um, but there are positives, like for the fact that Jalen Jaron Kerr sits in his locker earlier this week and he talks about all the things that are wrong with the defense and 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 what they need to clean up. And and he was the only one that really you know kind of spoke truthfully and, and sat there for. As long as we wanted to ask questions, and then look at him today. He comes out, gets fumble recovery, gets the interception. Huge plays in this game. They did not win this game without those. I thought that was huge there. So maybe it's a defense that will make timely plays when it needs to. I don't know. I don't know for sure. I'm still not 100% sold that this defense is good enough if it's playing the way it is right now that they can win multiple playoff games. They'll probably win one, um, but I don't think they'll go very far if it does. If they don't shore up some of their issues. But, I mean, I think they do have the players. I really do. I think J. Ron Curse is a good player. I think Malik Hooker is good at times. I think when they get Leighton Vanderesh back, they'll be in good shape. Donovan Wilson, uh, Anthony Barr, and then the fact that, you know, there isn't a ton of production from the defensive tackle spot that really blows you away. I think that's one of those spots that they're they're kind of missing, really, just like a, a game wrecker in the middle there. But, I mean, you can tell me you're going to have a healthy Trayvon Diggs, and healthy Demarcus Lawrence, and a healthy Micah Parsons, and Jerron Bland emerging the way that he has. Like, this isn't just this patchwork, oh, we'll just somehow survive. Like, they have players on that side of the ball. They're going to get Jonathan Hankins back. So, I don't know that they're necessarily this defense we saw today uh, in the first round of the playoffs, but we'll see. But yeah, if they play this way on defense against a good playoff team, yeah, they'll go home. I'm glad you said that. Van Der Esch and, and Hankins back could, could really help. I mean, cornerback helps not coming through that door. Jerron Bland, five interceptions, just unbelievable. So, when I see Quentin Bohanna covering a tight end today, was I was I watching that correctly? Ho- hopefully, like hopefully ninety eight in pass coverage. Hopefully, he mixed up ninety eight with ninety nine. It was Chauncey Golston, but even in that perspective, I I, I don't love that matchup either way. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah, <laughs> what difference does that make? You don't really want any of the nineties on the tight ends. Yes. <laughs> no. What is going on here? Uh, that didn't look like it worked out as planned. Well, uh, we'll, we'll come back and. Uh, get to it on uh, Monday or Tuesday and uh, get you ready for Tennessee. It's a short week. John's got to get out to Tennessee uh, on Thursday. Never been to Nashville. I'm looking forward to this trip. Yeah, I've heard great things. I this think is supposed to be like the bachelorette party capital of the world. Hey, they, they have this to see one what's place out there. in Nashville if you ever go there. They have this one place that's got uh, you know, like, pian- like pianos. It's got two of them. And you can oh. request anything, and they'll play it. All right. They dueling call it dueling pianos. pianos. I've heard, dueling I've heard pianos. of this. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, look, hopefully their grid is uh, stabilized after they had to delay their game by an hour uh, due to some rolling blackouts. Uh, but I, we are getting some warm weather coming back our way. And I uh, hope you guys have a good, happy holidays and all that good stuff. Uh, 
But uh, we'll be back on Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday. We'll get you ready for the Titans. And we'll uh, we'll have all the playoff scenarios for you as well as we kind of uh, get a little bit closer. Keep an eye on that Arizona-Tampa Bay game tomorrow night, uh, which oh, will yeah. be Sunday night because uh, a Tampa Bay loss ties them with Carolina and the Saints for the four seed. For Father John Mashoda, live at AT&T Stadium. For Saad Youssef, live from a friend's house near AT&T Stadium. And for our producer, the wonderful Kent Garrison, stringing it together. I'm Kevin K.T. Turner. We'll talk to you in a couple days here on About Them Cowboys.